0: sneaker content forever changing and we're going to get into that this week on fire footwear Welcome back to Firefootwear, everybody. As always, this is your host, Matt Freitz. I'm glad that you are here, and I want to thank everybody who is returning and everybody who is brand new to this show and this podcast. It means a lot to me that you're here. And this being Thanksgiving week, I think that it's important to say that out front. Sneaker content. Sneaker content has changed so much over the years, and I think a few years back, even five years back or so, sneaker content, and I'm talking about on YouTube and I'm talking about in podcasts, was something that was must-see. But I think it is different than it is today, or it was different than it is today. And why is that? Well, we're going to use the story of Complex being sold as a catalyst to get to how it is different today. Complex made the news recently because they are being sold, and they're being sold as a network for $140 million. Objectively, that is a lot of money. Many people who are watching or listening to this would take $140 million for anything that they have done or created in a heartbeat. Heart stop there's nothing that you can convince me differently on that. In an objective world, that is a lot of money. But when you take a look at Complex as a whole and as a network, I think that it represents a missed opportunity. Complex, in my opinion, and I've talked about Complex on this show before, to me represents the most listened to voice in sneaker culture today. I know that Complex does a lot of other things such as news and music and fashion, but when it comes down to it, many people associate Complex with sneakers. And over the years, they have established themselves in the sneaker content game as the king. And they have done so by having three successful shows that have featured the three same people, or mostly the three same people. Complex back in the day was not too dissimilar from what this show is, or Sneak Disc Podcast, or Laced Up Rhymes, or any of those sneaker podcasts that exist today. And I wanna shout those guys out because all the sneaker content makers today, no matter how big or how small, we're all putting in the hard work, we're all grinding. And it's not easy because let me tell you, the audience is very difficult to please. In sneaker culture today, you cannot please everybody. It's really a thankless job. That's why I'm so appreciative of the people that come to this show and show positivity because the hard work that goes into the show, and you may not realize it, but it takes a lot of work to put a podcast on. It takes a lot of money, it takes a lot of effort, and quite frankly, It takes time away from family and other things that I could be doing with my time. I do it because I love it. Complex started as that. It started as an idea. It started as a small time business that was trying to get into the content sneaker game and they did it. They did it successfully. They were actually journalists back in the day. They were writing legitimate articles about sneakers. They had insider information and really they were a go-to news source for sneaker content. As sneakers have evolved, and as sneaker content has evolved, they have morphed into something else. And I think that their sale price is indicative of how their morphing has not always been a positive thing in the culture. I think today, Complex still represents that voice that people want to listen to, but I think the people that are listening or watching their content are different. I think that many of those people, and no shade to you if you love Complex, But I believe many of those people are what I consider the loudest people in the room. But they aren't necessarily representative of the entirety of the culture. I've talked about that with Complex as far as how they value sneakers and how they have the certain kind of people and celebrities on their content that kind of skews our vision and our thinking about the value of sneakers. Not just monetarily, but I'm talking about emotionally. And I think Complex being sold for that little when shows that you know of, like the Pat McAfee show, the Dan Batard show, are going for about that for a single entity. To me, that's indicative that the network as a whole, while maybe pushed forward by sneaker culture, isn't necessarily where it should be. Why is that? Greg from Sneak Disc Podcast did a really great breakdown from his perspective. And he is somebody who has been in the sneaker content game for, I believe, eight years. There have been a lot of creators in this space that have been around long before Fire Footwear. Matty Ice even wasn't myself until 2020. When the pandemic hit and I had a child, I finally became myself. And I became confident enough to be sitting here in front of a camera. And that's how this show has come about. But Greg and other content creators like him have been doing this for a lot longer. They have seen the culture grow and they themselves have been in the culture a very, very long time. Complex, when they started to get larger and started to become that voice that people were listening to, in my opinion, had an opportunity. They had an opportunity to unite the culture instead of dividing the culture. I'm not saying that Complex goes on television and goes in front of the microphones to try to divide the culture, but I think their voice and their opinions have become a divisive aspect of sneaker culture. When they were starting to get larger, many of these small content creators were out there. There were sneaker podcasts long before podcasts became what they were in 2020. There were people on YouTube long before what YouTube has been today, which is really a money-making job that many people have. There were people who loved the culture, they love sneakers, and they got together to share their passions and their opinions about sneakers, which is exactly what Complex was doing. Complex made a decision that they were going to not only double down on the people that had gotten them popular, they were gonna triple and quadruple down on it to the point that when you go to their page, you're gonna see very few new faces on their content. You're gonna see many of the same people. And this is no shade at any of the people that come on Complex. I'm talking about Joe LaPuma, Matt Welty, and Brandon Dunn. They're all fine people, I'm sure. But when I listen to their content, I know that I don't get the same response that many people do. I don't feel a kinship with people that are on Complex. Joe La Puma is fine for me. I think he's very educated in shoes, and I think he's been in it a long time. He's got personality. The other two, in my opinion, I think Matt Welty, to me, is very divisive. I don't think that's his intention, but I think he is divisive, and not because he wears New Balances or wears Asics. I just think that he's smug. He seems that way to me, but again, As a content creator, people are going to take your content however they want to. So that doesn't mean that that is him in real life. And I'd never want to cast aspersions on anybody that I see just on television. But back in the day, Complex could have made another decision. They could have taken those personalities that had gotten them to where they were, again, via real journalism and real passion for the culture, and they could have combined that with many of the smaller creators that shared that same passion. Many of those podcasts back in the day or many of those creators back in the day could have added a depth to Complex that would have made them worth more today. Think about what could have happened 10 years ago or even eight years ago if a guy like Greg was approached by a network like Complex, not to work for them full time, but to be a part of their content menu. That's a whole reason why I started the Matty Ice Media Network is because I wanted to create a network of different voices, different opinions and different viewpoints that all work together as a family. That's really how it should work. I'm sure within the walls of Complex, they see themselves as a family, and I'm sure that they value themselves in that way. But it's a very, very small family. It's a nuclear family, and it could have been a large extended family that really could have made them a shooting star in the sneaker community today to the point that they would have been sold probably for a billion dollars or maybe even more. But now what has happened is Complex has pushed their kind of content out. And during the height of 2020, I think Complex got seen as this entity that was something to behold. But many other content creators have come in in back of them. And I think that sneaker content as a whole has changed to what it is today. If you take me back to 2018, 2019, when I was reinserting myself back into the culture, many of the videos that I watched were from many of the same people. Your Seth Fowlers, your Fomer Simpsons, your Sneaker News, your Sean goes All of those people are still alive and well today, but I think that the kind of content that they are doing is changing. You've seen these people evolve. You've seen them take different avenues for content. Seth Fowler isn't just reviewing sneakers anymore. Seth Fowler is reviewing technology. Fomer Simpson has a podcast where he talks about many other things than just sneakers. The list can go on of these content creators that were doing just reviews of sneakers because the sneaker community was salivating for that kind of content. There weren't a lot of avenues for us to be able to get access to these shoes, but as the demand for these shoes and the hype for these shoes has gone down, as the market has become saturated, we no longer need a voice of just, hey, here's the shoe that I have access to even early. And I think what we see now is that many people in the sneaker community, and I'm talking about the people that are in the middle of this bell curve, the average sneaker lover like myself, and probably like you, we're all now coming out of the woodwork and saying, hey, this is not the content that we want. We can see past the allure of this content. We know that it's not always on the up and up. Every single early pair isn't necessarily a legit pair, and it doesn't mean anything about the person that is showing us the shoe. Seth Fowler isn't any better of a sneakerhead than I am. Same thing with Fomer Simpson. Same thing with anybody at Complex. To me, all sneakerheads should be created equal. And people like me and people like the Sneak Disc Podcast who have come along and have built a brand of their own are seen as that. I really believe that sneaker content today, what's more important is that people can relate to you. I believe that many sneaker people are like myself. I think that there is a vast majority of sneaker people who have been embedded in a community for a long time. They have many friends in the community, many connections in the community. And so they've had an outlet to be able to talk about these with their friends, with their family, and with people in this community. I think nowadays though, people like myself, and I've said this many times, I live in a community in which sneakers are not really popular. So when I wear the most hyped shoes out, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all because nobody really knows what they're looking for. And I think there's a lot of people like me who are just looking for that one friend who they can talk with that one friend who they can show hype shoes to, that one friend that they can say, this is what I'm wearing today. I think that's what sneaker content is now. I don't believe that Complex represents that. When they have celebrities and they have rappers and they have people spending thousands of dollars on shoes that we all know don't cost that much anymore, they shouldn't cost that much anymore, it distances themselves from the regular sneaker head. I think it distances themselves from your average sneaker lover. And I think that that's where there is an avenue now for sneaker content to continue to grow well past what Complex is. I think Complex has a finite shelf life in the way that they are doing content. You see this now is they're getting rid of full-size run. So now they're getting rid of a third of their content, but it doesn't mean that they're getting rid of any new voices or faces. It just means that we're gonna see those same voices and faces somewhere else. The Complex Sneakers podcast, which is no different than full-size run, It's just these same three people giving their opinions, giving their perspectives. I don't think, again, that it's representative of the culture. Say what you want about rep shoes. Say what you want about whether you should be wearing them. It is part of the culture now. It is a huge part of the culture now because many people, that is their access to shoes because they just want to wear them. Again, there are people who are always going to want to get shoes because they want somebody to recognize them, always. That's how the human ego works. We're all going to be that way at some point in time. But I think now it's just about wearing them. People just want cool shoes. That's all that they want. That's all that I want. And I think Complex isn't representative of that anymore. And I think their Sarah Price shows that. And I think that small creators like myself and many other people who are doing this, even the people that I talked about at the beginning, we all have an avenue now to make connections with people in the sneaker community. And that's all it's ever been about. And now, the release of the week. release of the week where I like to give you a shoe that has caught my eye it's not always hype it's just something that I want you to know about last week I broke the mold and really trashed a shoe and I normally don't do that this week though we're going to get back to the positivity and it is the Air Jordan 3 fear pack now this came out I want to say in 2013 or so I think there was a three a four and a five and they're releasing the three now this is definitely a shoe that has a very specific time frame in mind black orange white But I think it can kind of go with anything. I think it's a nice-looking Jordan 3. And hopefully the execution on it is top-notch the way that the Royal Reimagined was. I don't think that this is going to be so hyped that people are going to go for it because I think that the nostalgia has waned on this. And I think that nostalgia in general isn't something that's driving people to buying shoes. But if you're somebody who remembers this or you're somebody who always wanted it, this is your opportunity to do so, and that will be on November 24th. Before we end this episode, this is coming out the day after Thanksgiving, but I still want to talk about Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorite holidays because we get to be introspective. To me, as life goes on, it goes very, very fast, and I don't think we take enough opportunities to look inward, to look at what we have around us as well, to be thankful for the fortunate things that we have. Not everybody is in that position. And that's what I think makes it even more imperative that we take the time at Thanksgiving to say thank you, whether it's to people or just situation. When I look at my life and see what I have, being able to sit here in front of this camera and talk to you, it means a lot to me. It means a lot that you show up. It means a lot that people have found some type of connection with this, that they've gotten in touch with me. And so I'm a huge proponent of Thanksgiving. Now, I will tell you, that I do have a slight sneaker tradition on Thanksgiving, and that is, and for those of you in audio, I'm holding the Off-White Blazer All Hallows' Eve. Now, this is a shoe that I wear every Thanksgiving since I've purchased it. I will be bringing it with me for this exact reason. I do wear it other days of the year, but to me, this is a great Thanksgiving shoe, just the way that it looks with that cream color, the orange. I love this shoe. I think it's great. I think it's one of the best off-white releases that has ever been made, and I wear this every year. And it's a dumb tradition if you think about it, but it's my tradition. And to me, traditions mean a lot. So I would love to know how you celebrate Thanksgiving. I would love to know what you are thankful for. I'd also love to know what you think of sneaker content. Get in touch with the show. At Fire Footwear Pod is the handle to do that. On TikTok, at Fire Footwear Pod is the handle to find all of those shorts and reels. If you wanna find the show on Facebook, Fire Footwear, a sneaker channel is where you would search. If you are listening in audio, thank you. If you want to see us on YouTube, Fire Footwear, a sneaker channel is what you would search. Please remember to hit subscribe and like and notify. And if you're watching on YouTube and you want to listen to the podcast sometimes, Fire Footwear, a sneaker podcast on every single podcast app, including Apple and Spotify. And wherever you listen, if you hit subscribe, rate, review, whatever is applicable, it means a lot to me. And as always, please support the Matty Ice Media Network and any other podcasts that we have, including the Iceman and Coach Sports Show, which we come out with every week. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody or whatever it is that you call it. I hope that you have a great time with family and whatever it is that you do, whatever traditions that you celebrate. Hope this finds everybody well and safe. And I will talk to you next week. This is Fire Footwear. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Fire Footwear are those of Matt Freights and his guests and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Fire Footwear is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.